Hi, I'm Edwin. And I'm Andrew. Sound the battle cry. Two men, 15 minutes, eternal impact. Welcome to Text Talk. For the Lord, gird your armor on, stand firm, everyone. Rest it's Wednesday. It is Wednesday. You know, this is a great week, Edwin. It's actually a spring break week for the family. And it's nice to have a little, you know, a little step away from school, a little family time. It's, a, it's important that way. Well, I hope they're enjoying that while you and I are here slaving behind these microphones. Well, it's a funny thing, but you know, when you're in Florida and it's spring break, you kind of want to get out of Florida. Uh, whereas all of the rest everybody of America is, is to like, it's spring break. We got to get to Florida. Yeah. 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 It's just one of those things you wake up and you're like, you know what? It's just, it's another day in paradise here. We, we live where people vacation and it's just a lot to be thankful for. And that's true. True, true, yeah, true. Yeah. I was talking to someone the other night who came to vacation in Florida for a few weeks. They started talking about all the things they had done. And I thought these people in two weeks have done more in Florida than I have in eight years. <laughs> well, listen, I've been here for like. Uh, well, six, over, little, over six yeah. years, and I haven't explored half of it, and it's something I really like to do. There's just so much to do here. Yeah, you are so much more of an explorer than I am. Uh, well, you really are. And but, that's, I'm, not, I'm not saying that's a bad thing. I'm, I'm just saying that's you and I are different in that. Yeah, that's why I've been here eight years, and I haven't done near <laughs> as much as you have. <laughs> so, anyway, yeah, a couple so, of these, a couple of these spring breaks, I'm going to have to stick around and just do some more exploring. But <laughs> as it is this week, yeah. we are on the road. So Psalm 81. That's what we're yes. going to do. I have, I finally got this Psalter that Matt Basford, gospel hey. preacher, has put together. And by Psalter, I mean what he has done is he has set to tunes mm-hmm. and paraphrased the Psalms. So I want to make sure that we understand that. What I'm about to uh, read here is not a translation. It right. is a paraphrase from the English, from English based on his understanding of what, what these psalms mean. So it is a paraphrase, but I think it's a, it's a fantastic way. His goal was to provide opportunity for us to sing psalms and hymns and spiritual songs to one another, that we could do it congregationally, we could do it as families, we could make it a part of our own personal devotion. Mm-hmm. And I, I got to pick this up last week. I thought I would uh, go through his Psalm 81. Well, it's probably going to be a little easier to read than when I when I do the bass psalm. The way way easier than the bass altar. Yeah, I mean, yeah. look, it, it's it's in normal typeface. <laughs> it, it is just yeah. even there. Yeah. Well, I'm excited about it. this. Is great. Let's do this altar. Okay. Sing for joy to God our Helper. Shout to God with full delight. Raise the song that he commanded as is proper day and night. This the law that he established for the ones who are his own. Those who in the land of Egypt spoke a tongue that was unknown. There he freed them from the burden. When they cried for help, he heard. He sustained them through the journey, and he still proclaims his word. Israel, if you would but listen, cast all other gods aside. I have brought you up from Egypt, Ask me and I will provide. But my people did not listen, and my sons did not obey. So I left them to be foolish and to walk in their own way. 
Oh, that they would walk beside me, I would quickly strike their foe. Then the finest wheat would feed them, honey from the rock would flow. I went out on a big limb there. I uh, tip my hat to you, sir. <laughs> I tip my hat to you. I probably will not do that every time we read from this one, but I thought on this first one, since I know that tune and it works so well. Let me see that for just a second, yeah, if, take, if you don't mind. So, okay. Oh, the Fenway Blessing. Yeah, sort of like that. that was the one he suggested. Okay, and that worked out really well. Uh, I will say um, that some some of the key phrases or elements in the psalm were are omitted i think for sure. the the yeah. sake of the well that's one of the reasons the why i wanted to point out it's this definitely a, a paraphrase it's a paraphrase it's yeah. not and, and in fact one of the things i wanted to talk about today he has made a choice an mm-hmm. interpretive choice about what it means and that's that right there in the middle where it talks about open mouth here's what it says in the esv open your mouth wide and I will fill it. Know which verse? Because so I know there's not In the ESV, that's verse 10. That's okay. the end of verse 10. And so in this Psalter, as you would sing it the way Matt has written it, and, yeah. and I think he's done a fantastic job. I, I'm just, I can't yes. say enough about how glad I am he did this work and, and that God graced him with enough time with all the struggles that he's going through right now, that God graced him with enough time that he was able to complete this. Amen to that. He says, I have brought you up from Egypt. Ask me and I will provide. Mm-hmm. So one of the questions there is, open wide your mouth, I'll fill it, with what? Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. There, there's a couple of options here. Now, here's the interesting thing. So Matt has, I believe, taken the choice that he is making a parallel to what's at the end of the psalm, which is he's going to provide them with the food they need. Yes. And that may be it. But one of the interesting things is that throughout most of the Old Testament, this idea of having the mouth filled is not about eating. There are a handful of passages where where we find that. Psalm 78 and verse 30 talks about uh, the grumbling and complaining Jews. Their mouth was still full of food when God sent the plague. Mm -hmm. We've got several Proverbs that tie the mouth to eating, which of course is natural because we eat with our mouths. So I get it. But throughout the Old Testament, most of the time when it talks about mouths being full, it's actually about being full of words. So in Exodus 4.15... God says to Moses, you'll be God to Aaron, and you will put your words in his mouth. Okay. In Numbers 23, verse 5 and verse 12, it talks about God filling Balaam's mouth with words, with the prophecy, and Balaam saying, you know, I can only, I can only pray, I mean, I can only prophesy what God fills my mouth with, and God fills his mouth with words. In Deuteronomy 18, 18, when God talks about the prophets, he says he's going to put the words in their mouths. Uh, we, we find in, all right, Psalm 22, 13, 3521, the mouths are full of words, but these are bad words. These are words of mockery and reviling, but it's still that idea of what what fills the mouth. It's the words, it's the speech. Now, this one I think is interesting because there are a lot of connections in Psalm 81 back to Moses' song in Deuteronomy 32. And in Deuteronomy 3119, when God gives that song to Moses and he writes that song, he says that he wants that song to fill the mouths of yeah. the Israelites. And and then in Psalm 40 and verse 3, and these are this is actually just a handful of examples that I've written down here. Psalm 40 and verse 3, God was going to put a new song of praise in the mouth of the psalmist. So, so when he says, open wide your mouth and I will fill it, 
it may actually not be talking about food. It may be this connection back to the song of Moses that would fill their mouths. And here is the reminder that if you really do what I say, I'm going to give you new reasons to praise me. I will fill your mouth with new songs, with new praises, with new things to say about God because of all the great things I will do for you. Well, and I wonder if that helps shed a little light on what we read at the end of verse 5, this kind of tricky statement uh, where I heard a language I did not understand. Uh, all of verse 5, Psalm 81, verse 5, he established in Joseph as a testimony when he went throughout the land of Egypt where I heard a language I did not understand. Mm-hmm. Then you get to the verse 10, I am the Lord your God who brought you out of the land of Egypt, open wide, open your mouth wide rather, and I will fill it. Maybe part of the issue in Egypt is these strange words, whether they were praises oh. or prayers to foreign gods and other uh, ideologies, and now God can correct that there. Oh, that, okay. you know what? I hadn't even made that connection, but that's certainly a possibility. You might have that, and that would kind of go along with that would go along with a, a corrective then that God's revelation is going to bring to the people. Yeah, in Egypt you were saying strange things because yeah. you were going after these foreign gods. Well, you got the foreign and gods. And now I'm going to fill your mouth with proper praise and worship. The foreign gods and, and perhaps even just kind of an ignorance of the true God at some point. Mm-hmm. You know, that there is an, an ignorance there, at least a time for more of God's revelation because Moses at the burning bush, if I go to these people and they ask, who sent me, who shall I say? Right. Right? So um, to, to bring the, the knowledge of the true God, their God, to the people, that was a powerful thing. Now, now having said that, and I think that is a really strong possibility, I admit I even kind of want to tend toward that possibility. However— Well, you're an iconoclast. I, I am. I like to break the molds. The parallel in this psalm, though— Seems to be about food. <laughs> —does indicate that this may be an exception. Yeah, good food. So, so, so we have this— this big outer context of scripture and how this is used so often. And there again, there's even the connection back to Deuteronomy 32, which this Psalm really does make Mm -hmm. that connection, which could help us get to there. But by the time we're done with the Psalm, maybe he really is trying to say, okay, here's, here's the exception. It really is. I am going to fill your mouth with food because as we get to the end of the Psalm, verse 15, those who hate the Lord would cringe toward him and their fate would last forever. But he would feed you with the finest of the wheat, and with honey from the rock, I would satisfy you. Well, and you have to recall that in the book of Deuteronomy, when there are the blessings and the cursings, part of their covenant faithfulness to God is he is going to bring the rains, and the land will produce. This was always said to be a land flowing with milk and honey, Honey. right? Mm -hmm. Which is this beautiful expression of abundance and good things and sweet things. Um, and so, yeah, I, here's, here's God's faithfulness to them if they will be faithful. And again, I am struck by this song that we're getting together for high feast days. And the message of the psalm is, remember me, get rid of these other gods, listen. Yes. And, but bringing back up that idea of feast days, and especially since this is going to be in the seventh month feast days, which the seventh month was a time of harvest. Mm. So we're automatically at this time of year thinking about God providing if if I've made a decent argument that this may even be particularly highlighting that Jubilee year feast, 
Right. So, I mean, even every year, this is a this but these this feasts are connected big, to big harvest. One. But even if we're in the jubilee year, it's really about look. I will provide. Mm-hmm. I get it. You're not going to be working your land. Don't trust those other gods. Well, not only that, you're setting your workforce free. Right? Yes, got to free all we're, the slaves. And that's all right. That. That's right. And for two years, we're not going to work the land. And so this this crop that you had this year is going to last you for three years. And I'm telling you, I will provide. I think that that may be a really big point here in this psalm. You know, in the Jubilee year, they had to uh, revert land back to original yes. families also. Yes. So, I mean, even, again, greater faith in God's provision yes. for the people that were losing land. Think about that. Th- this issue, you, you brought it up the other day, that listening to God is not just about hearing the words, but it's about actually obeying. How hard following the Jubilee year laws must have been. Oh, that would have been so hard. I... I I have to trust God. Mm-hmm. God has said, don't work this land. Yeah. I mean, that's what I do. It's what I do all the time. Yeah, it's called an agrarian society. <laughs> I think they struggled with this one greatly because when they got taken into Babylon, God says, you haven't been giving the land at Sabbaths. And so you're going to be there for 70 years while the land collects its Sabbaths. Sabbaths. They, they struggled with this law. You can understand yeah. why there would be a psalm that would say, Trust the Lord. The Lord will provide. He will take care of you. Man, that connection's powerful because maybe they didn't do it hardly at all. At all. At hardly all. Hardly ever. Just didn't do it. I think that's the problem. Wow. Now, here's this verse, Psalm 63 and verse 5. I like this one because I think it, in essence, ties together our two possibilities. In Psalm 63 and verse 5, the psalmist there, as he's praising God, says, My soul will be satisfied as with fat and rich food, and my mouth will praise you with joyful lips. Now, I understand that the food here is a spiritual food, but here we've brought together the idea of God providing the food, and mm-hmm. what it does is it produces the praise. And maybe that's how we're supposed to see this. Rather than an either-or, there's the recognition that when God provides, when God provides the daily food, when God provides what we need, it's not just, I filled your mouth with good things to eat, but because of that, I am now filling your mouth with good words of praise. Mm. And we see those two things come together. Yeah. Maybe that's where we should be on this. Well, it's wonderful to see those things come together. We're so glad that you've joined us for Text Talk today. If you'd like to hear Edwin sing more psalms, we want you to send your requests in to <laughs> Text Talk at ChristiansMeetHere.org. Text Talk to ChristiansMeetHere.org. Let's have a word of prayer. Our great God and Father, we thank you, Lord, so much for the day that you've given us. And we pray, Father, that we might trust you. We know that in Christ that there is our jubilee and that you would set us free from our sins and provide for us every good thing. And yet, Father, we still struggle to trust you. We pray, Father, that our faith might grow this day, that our mouths would be full of praise and truth, that which you've revealed of yourself to share with others, and that we would receive with thanksgiving every good blessing and food that you provide for us. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Thanks for talking about the text with us today. I'm Edwin Crozier, and I'd like to invite you to join the Christians who meet on Livingston Avenue in Lutz, Florida, this Sunday for our Bible classes and worship. You can find out more at christiansmeethere.org. Check out our daily written devotional that goes along with today's episode. You can find a link for it in our show notes. Michael Eldridge sang all four parts of our theme song. You can get more from him at acapeldridge.com. 
please remember to subscribe, rate, and review Text Talk in your favorite podcast app so others can find it and learn about it more easily. Have a fantastic day. Steady, steady, pass the word along. Onward, forward, shout aloud, Hosanna. Christ is captain of the mighty throne.